He's a very young 38 today. So, so happy to be celebrating such a special day. Yes. And with our special guest, KK. Hello. Yes, Karen. Karen. Welcome. Welcome, Karen Cummerinsky. Thank you. Thank you. To the podcast. So happy you could join us today for this momentous occasion. Yes. Well, thank you for the big invite. We're very excited to have you with us. And, you know, just... It's so much fun to celebrate birthdays with people. So the more, the merrier. You know, and, um, right at the moment, our dear, dear Nicholas and Acacia, I've just started walking down the beach hand in hand. They've, they've decided to go to Tahiti for his birthday. And they are walking along those nice beaches with the beautiful palm trees hanging all over them at oh. his parents' house. So I wish them a nice walk, have a great time, and uh, we'll see when we, you get back. Maybe. Because <laughs> God knows if the they come beach, out. you know, they, <laughs> they'll come up for air. Anyhow. Or maybe they'll go for that midnight swim that I've never been able to do since the movie Jaws. <laughs> Somehow I don't think that would stop Nicholas. No, I don't think? think it would stop Nicholas at all. <laughs> and I don't think it would stop Acacia either, to be honest with you. I think they would very much enjoy that. Somehow I don't think that would stop Nicholas. So. Um, I wanted to get through some announcements that we have going on. Uh, the Gabriel's Inferno podcast will be back on Sunday at 6 p.m. with the second part of Chapter 5. And so we're looking forward to that. I think... Uh, Julia is going to be having uh, some conversations with uh, Diane and with Richard. Ooh. So that should be a lot of fun. Uh, Trilogia de Gabriel will be back on Saturday at around 3 p.m. Mexico time. And uh, Noites and Flencia are going to be working on the uh, on O Judgmento de Gabriel. So that'll be good. And Noches and Valencia will be back on September 8th at 6 p.m. I believe that's New York time. And they will be starting uh, with El Principes, the Prince in Spanish. So I love it. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Uh, again, get, uh, uh, SR is writing his uh, fourth book of the Gabriel series, which is going to be fun. And Passion Flicks has the option for all those books and Monica says she's going to be back too cool 
Ah, I love it. And uh, if you haven't signed up for Passion Flex, uh, there's a link on, on, on SR's website that you can uh, join into it. He does get a bit of a profit on that, but that's okay. He deserves it. And if you can also, after you do that, you can link to a founder's um, account. And the founders, the people that are considered founders, get invited to all sorts of stuff. Walk-ons. You know, mm. set that kind of stuff. So that's and they get and you get discounts on on different things from their store of T-shirts, hats, that kind of stuff. Um, also, SR wrote under the uh, Sebastian Arubishan, uh Sardust over Florence. Uh, first portion of that back out on fan fiction. He surprised everybody with that a couple weeks ago beautiful story it takes uh, Nicholas or I'm sorry it takes Julie and Gabriel a little bit into the future and uh. the second part of that will be uh, released on a compilation that's uh, being done for babies at the border uh, so if you go to at babies at the border 2018 into their uh, history you'll see the link where you can go if you make a donation to one of their charities, like the ACLU is one, uh, there are other, uh, I think there are about five or six charities altogether, uh, and email them, then you'll get a copy of that compilation, which comes in October, I, th I believe. Um, I know, I need to get on that. Yeah. I still haven't read, like, it's one of those things I told you last week, I... Sometimes mm -hmm. there are things that I, I want to just keep to savor, like for the right moment to read. Uh, but then I, I'll do that and then I'll be, uh, I'll, I'll miss the you, deadline and the cutoff and I, I've got to get on it. Yes, it is, and it is really, really good. Just the fact that he did that and, and, and kind of dipped his toe back into the whole uh, fan fiction pond where it began, I just thought was very, very fabulous and fun um yeah. you know what a I, treat i also want to welcome joni and karen and kenzie and of course leslie and uh monica and kez they're all online right now so hi ladies welcome it's morning so Aaron. good to see Evening. you all we're all raising a glass right now mine's lemonade because my lovely six-year-old and granddaughter and I are going to hit Kentucky Fried Chicken tonight. We're very oh. excited. <laughs> well, that's exciting cuisine to uh, be celebrating uh, mm -hmm. this auspicious occasion with. Yes. And she's probably going to want about uh, five, uh, five t tenders or whatever they are. So that'll be so shall we get this party started? Yeah, I think so. So we, um, as I said, Nicholas and uh, Cassia are in Thailand and or, Th or Tahiti. Tahiti. Tahiti, Thailand. You know, it's only a small ocean apart. <laughs> One of those tea nations. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> are you sure that you're just having lemonade? I am positive. That's all I'm having. It's, I'm having a heat stroke. Is what it is. <laughs> Please don't. Don't do that. I'll, I'll try not to. So, um, but yeah, so we're there. Uh, we're, we've arranged this wonderful dinner for them for when they come back, thanks to Karen. So, Karen, yeah. if you want to start with what we have, that'll be 
the first okay. on the menu. <laughs> first thing on the menu. Well, first, they're going to have a signature drink, which is going to be and ginger beer and orange. little mix-up on the Moscow Mule. Oh, that and sounds refreshing. Be oh, it is. Yes. <laughs> I'm having I, I, like the, I, I like the idea of having the, an orange instead of, like, the traditional lime. Yeah, it's, it's very good. Very good. And then we're going to start with a platter of oysters. And I was doing some... some um, research on uh, Tahiti and trying to get some of the culture and it's so vast because it's been taken over and there's French influencers, Italian influence and um, but the one thing that is common they because it's they have the Tahitian vanilla bean there they use a lot of vanilla mm. and mango. Oh so, I love mango. So I decided to make a, a vinaigrette um, with sherry vinegar and extra virgin olive oil, a, a fourth of a vanilla bean, the seeds scraped out, and then I'm mm. gonna mix that, whisk that together, and then I'm gonna add one small minced shallot and uh, some minced mango. Oh my gosh, that, that sounds, sounds good. I and, need to try this. Yeah, and then that's gonna be you know set aside so it can marry and then, of course, you know, get the oysters all ready, shocked, and put on the ice. And then that mixture is going to be divided up on the um, oysters. And then it's going to be finished with a, a little fleur de sel and a sprig of thyme. Uh, thyme. And there you have it. They're, then they can enjoy. <laughs> that they will. I'm, I'm ready for it. I'll be very honest with you. I'll, that sounds like something I could eat right away. I know. I know. And what a beautiful way to start a birthday dinner. Oh, hi, Maru. It's so good to see you. Everybody's coming to the party. It's a worldwide <laughs> celebration. This Oh, and Mon said, speaking of orange, yesterday I went to one of my fave restaurants to drink natural orange juice, and it was sold out. Oh, oh. Monica, I feel your pain. That is a sad thing because fresh-squeezed orange juice it's is the best. The best. Yes. And uh, I'll, I'll hopefully, you. hopefully they'll restore it. It's probably because it's been so hot. True. You know, I know, and and. The best place that I've ever had orange juice actually was on the Costa del Sol in Spain. Mm. I don't know why. I, just it was amazing. I I believe Florida. it, Pam. I believe it. I love Florida oranges and Florida orange juice, but I, in Europe, at least in Greece, the it's just different. They, oh, it's absolutely. so much different um, with the soil and what all the. Uh, all of the the land and the soil and the crops that grow near um, the orchards and the groves. Uh, it's just, and the sunshine and the, the water, everything goes into different mm -hmm. flavors. I actually learned that at a, of all things, um, at Hershey, uh, the Hershey company where they do the chocolate. They had a Hershey, uh, they had a chocolate tasting uh, class and they were, we're talking about how the crops, different crops and different different nutrients in the ground will affect the flavor of the chocolate. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. and that that is the same for all different uh, crops. So, whatever they do in Europe, please keep doing it because there, there's just nothing like it. Oh, there's not. And lemons and blood oranges are the same. Oh yeah. Oh. Lemons you can eat like an orange, um, especially the ones uh, when we were in Sicily in Terramina, and they're as big as an orange. It's oh, just, that sounds so lemon. great. And every time I see blood orange here, I get so tempted. It's like no, because it's going to be dry. The you know, they're not the yeah. same. Once you've had it there, that's just you know. It's true. It's true. It thing. is true. Uh, Monica was saying also, it's like the wines here. The north wines are so energetic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. there's there's something about I know I've, I've drank a lot of French wine. I've drank some Italian and some Spanish wines. And I know that they, sometimes you get, especially the reds, you can get such a nice full body. And they just, like, melt in your mouth. They're just so delightful. And even, I'm, I've never been really big on white wines. I have drank them, but um, the reds I'm pretty confident of. There is a rosé, though, that I started drinking uh, not too long ago. And it's actually um, from the uh, vineyards that are owned by Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. Really? That, yeah, Ooh. and it's re- a chateau. I forget the exact name of it, chateau something, but it's like $25 a bottle at the lo- our local liquor store. Um, so that's really good, too. And I recommend if you can get it to get it. But, you know, yeah, that sounds great. Sounds good. good. There's this one wine that I get from France. Um, it's Le Femme... Viel, I think it is. And you can get it in the liquor stores in Pennsylvania for $9 a bottle, and it is the best red wine I've ever drank. No cork, it just unscrews. Really? Yeah, it just, it is. I started drinking it, um, I think about 10 years ago, when I was living in New York, 10, 11 years ago. And Mm -hmm. I, I could never find it when I moved down here, and finally... I asked one of the liquor stores, and they said, oh, yeah, well, we have it in this store, that store. So I, I started finding it. And how do you spell it again? Um, it's <laughs> or I'll, you'll have to send me a copy of the I'll, label. I'll send you a copy of it. It's really good. Oh, it's really, my really good, gosh. So, so Mara said you need to try a, um Argentine Melback, and I can attest to oh. that. I yes, Maru, I am with you. <laughs> I love the Malbecs. Yeah. Yum, good. yum, yum. Yeah, it's, uh, oh my gosh. So we can add these to the wine list that Nicholas and Yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Although I'm sure he has our more I say, I'm sure he has this. Hey, I know, our, our wine list, it's, oh my gosh, so good. Hey, Kat, welcome. <laughs> she says now she's hungry. Um, we are... Well, you'll be even hungrier after you hear more on the menu. Yes. Um, and <laughs> she's saying Malbec is her fave. She's having a glass now. No lie. <laughs> See, Maru? We know about the good Argentinian Malbecs. Yes. Yum, yum, yum. I'm actually having a glass of a blend of red wine from California right now. It's a blend of Zinfandel, Merlot, and Cabernet Sauvignon. So, uh, by Menage a Trois mm-hmm. Winery. 
<laughs> so not the Malbec, um, but it's quite lovely. So, and Maru said, Uco Valley in Mendoza near to Cordillera de los Andes has the best wines. And oh, she I'll says, cheers. I know this is great. We're going to have our own little <laughs> man in a black suit fan podcast wine list. Wine list. Uh, <laughs> we're wa- we're raising we a glass to you. I think we should. So, so as we are moving on, yes. Go ahead. Uh, we are enjoying, or I should say, Nicholas is enjoying the vodka, ginger beer, and orange um, cocktail that. Uh, Karen has uh, graciously designed for them. And we have a couple, we're going to intersperse a few questions um, in honor of our birthday boy. Our first question um, that we are going to ask is regarding his birth. And I'm going to post it as well as speak about it if I have that capability. Um, Nicholas was born on August the 7th and the question is <laughs> and I just <laughs> I just posted the answer um, what city was he born and that's a giveaway uh, <laughs> C the answer is Colony um, don't worry we'll do much better next time I'll let you have a chance to r- respond before I r- answer the question um, <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't even had that much wine. I had literally two sips. I'm drinking lots of water. <laughs> I had a friend we, I used to call Toucan Ann. Sorry, I just, <laughs> I just stepped on her call by accident. Oh, okay. Is she okay? <laughs> I think she's fine. She's probably hiding under the couch now. <laughs> International Cat Day. Speaking Aww. of which, it's Claude's International Day, too. Oh, well, then we need to toast Claude. Of course. Of course. Claude would probably be happy with the little cat now. Um, Probably, yes. So our second question. Yes. Is what sport did Nicholas want to turn to as a career? <laughs> Maru is making me feel better. She said, I swear I didn't see the response. No worries. <laughs> Mom said no more wine. I'm sorry, Monica. I don't think I can uh, I think I don't think I can abide by that. <laughs> so Kez is saying tennis and Maru is saying skiing. Mmm. Monica says tennis. You know, and it, you would you would think that um, skiing would be there. He's in Switzerland. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm sure he's an excellent. I'm sure he's an excellent skier. Right. I think he's excellent at everything. Of course he is. He's Nicholas. Nicholas <laughs> 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 So the, uh, his actual uh, sport was tennis. Ah. He loved tennis. In fact, when he was trying, to, the, when when Acacia was um, googling him, 
she found pictures of him in his tennis whites. Oh, very good. Very good. That's right. And I also remember, um, wasn't there a picture in uh, Reva's room of the two of them when they were younger in yes. their tennis attire? Yes. 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 And there was a comment made that that was something that he thought that he would like he would like to have pursued as a career at one point. Very cool. Very cool. So our next course is a little amuse bush. Mm. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about this, Karen. And, and you were saying that you remembered this from culinary school, the amuse bush. Can you tell us a little bit about what it, what it is? What it represents. It's, it's almost like, um, you could say a tapas or it's a small plate and it's actually a um, chef's choice and it could be something that you are familiar with or it could be just something that he, he or she looks around and says, oh, I think I'll make this. And very often it's, it's a bite, one or two bites, sometimes more, um, if they are... Um, if they're thinking about it, they'll write it down. But mm-hmm. a lot of times these things can't be replicated to the T because they never write the recipe down. It's just something, whatever is available, basically. Oh, cool. like something, something that's um, fresh or, you know, in season. Um, and sometimes it's like uh, when I worked at the, um, when I worked for the priest at the diocese, there was times I never knew when I was going to have guests for dinner. Like they would mm-hmm. be all signed out and all, all of a sudden, oh, we have five people for dinner and some of them were dignitaries. <laughs> so I had to look and rush and see, okay, what do I have that I can serve as an appetizer, basically? So that, it's your appetizer. Um, That's so cool. That is cool. That is very cool. I mean, but, I, and I was, I was telling Karen when I, years ago when I was in, Ireland, the ho- the place where Jim and I stayed the, our first night, we had we had dinner in the restaurant, and it was white glove service. Which, hey, listen, if it's not McDonald's, you've lost me. <laughs> I, I it's a place that I totally embarrassed myself at, at trying to pour a glass of wine because a sommelier comes running across. Oh, mother, they called mm-hmm. me mother. For whatever reason, they called me mother. Oh, mother, mother, please let us do that for you. Like, geez. I wanted to hide under the closest piece of dust that I found. So anyway, um, but the, we, had our, we had an appetizer of some sort, and then the waiter brought out this little tiny dish. It was a little fish dish. It was only like a couple bites, two, three bites at the most, of this fish that he put together. And, you know, how was it? They asked her opinion about it, and then... I'm assuming that he went back to the chef and said, oh, yeah, well, table 27 didn't like it, but 28 did or whatever. So, you know, right. it, was, it, was, it was interesting. It was very interesting. Well, I, I, I know when I was, I, I was before the show, I was telling you guys that I experienced this without even knowing what it was called um, when we were just traveling this summer in um, Greece. And they would uh, prepare something special. Um, the one place had a fresh yogurt and a 
kind of a candied carrot uh, topper. Another place put out uh, kind of a savory dip. I mean, everything was really fresh and local and delicious. As Monica says, the chef's choice of the day. That's right. Absolutely. Always fun. Always fun. I, I Definitely. Know, you know, and even like I can remember when in Spain I, when I was there, you know, it was this, it, we went like late September, early October, and you could, we our hotel was uh, right along the main road at, at, on the Mediterranean, and my friend Suzanne and I would we'd walk around, you know, we became friendly with some locals and went to their place a couple of times, but you know, you'd sit and hear like all this beautiful music coming out of some of these taverns, and you'd go in and sit down and have a little ta- couple of tapas, a cocktail or wine or whatever. It was always it was always good. Stayed away from the discos that everybody gave you the cards for, though, when you were on the street. That's one thing. I uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you can find good adventures through those, though, Pam. <laughs> we, I'll tell you what. We went to this. We had this one little place uh, that we went to. We were just walking along a road. And we found it. And I don't remember the, the man's name, but I do remember the guy that I met there, Adrian. <laughs> Another chapter for your book? <laughs> Who played Spanish guitar and it was wonderful. Um, and I think I was, I, I think I was about 23 or 24 at the time. So. Oh my <laughs> very gosh. Carefree, very carefree. And, yes. Um, but I remember we would go in there and the guy would, this guy would treat us like royalty every time we went in. He was like, you know, had a drink and this and, and always had good crowd in there and, and always had a lot of fun and I can remember this one night we were in there and this guy who came in he's like oh so he's showing people how to do things and I remember being sitting on a stool and then putting my feet on one stool and my head on the other stool and then they took the middle stool out from under me and just I didn't move I didn't oh my god it was great it was great it was a lot of fun <laughs> and we before we left um they had a small party for for us before we left and they did that whole champagne tower thing you know oh like, cool yeah oh, wow. they, yeah that they you know that they poured the champagne going flowing down all these glasses and oh my god it was the fa- whole family was there the guy's wife the kids adrian of course <laughs> and jerry who was and jerry who was actually from argentina um but living oh very in, cool and uh, yeah, just it was Jesus. Another was the other one of the other guys that would hung out there, and it, so yeah, so it was fun. It was fun. Ah, <laughs> oh, sounds great. Okay, cat has to go. Bye, bye, cat. Have a good nice night. And uh, she's asking if KK is going to post recipes from tonight anywhere. Sure. I'll get them. I'll get them up. Yep. Okay. Sounds good. We'll work on that, Kat. Have a great night. I'm glad you could stop by. I'm glad we uh, wet your appetite. <laughs> and I uh, hope you have a good evening. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know this. Uh, your recipes are uh, sought after already, Karen. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we can do a wine list and a cookbook. <laughs> there we go. You know? And I... Then- Kind of love the idea of getting that out. Time to do a cook 
And I'm like, nobody wants my cookbook. Hey, we could, we could, we could put something together and uh, we could sell it and offer it to a charity. Absolutely. We, I think there's, I think we have some possibility here, ladies. Absolutely. I'm, <laughs> I'm not even joking about this. We did this at a company where I worked. Um, so some, I feel like there's an idea brewing here. Maybe an international, an international fan cookbook. That's right. And, and what do you think? I think someone would be very uh, excited to help us out with that, and that would be Nicholas. <laughs> <laughs> Point us in the right direction. <laughs> Point us in the right direction. Yeah. I know. It, or, or we could expand it to the entire, um, you know, the entire sphere of uh, SR. Books. The world of SR, yes. Oh, yeah. The world of SR. I think that could be really cool. That Lori cool. says she'll buy it. Hey, Lori, I didn't see you jump on. And yeah, Cynthia and too. Betty. Hi, Betty. Hi, Lori. So, as Kat leaves us, we have more friends joining us. So happy yes. everybody's here today. Maru's completely in. Yes, send <laughs> us the best of your country, everyone. Um, exactly. No, we're, we're, let's ruminate. Let, we'll, we'll try and come with this idea bring it uh, kind of uh, consider it and figure out how to best do this um, but uh, it's so good to see it. I kind of love the idea I'm getting very excited about it um, it's funny I literally was just looking at that cookbook that I helped do the compilation on yesterday mm -hmm. and I have not pulled oh. that out in months uh, I have so it's funny that it's just funny that we kind of were, you know, kicking this around us now. That's kind of yeah, that's funny. <laughs> how things work, though. Yes. Inspiration, right? Yeah. Yes. Inspiration from Karen's fantastic menu that she's designed. Mm -hmm. So we can do this international cookbook and, and the wine list. That would be <laughs> so much fun. It would be great, wouldn't it? Yes, yes it would be great. I think we have, okay. we have more questions. Yes. As I'm, uh, let me pull up the next question for everybody. Okay. I promise I won't share the answer this time. <laughs> 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 Although I'm very excited about the cookbook. Um, uh -huh. Our question, question three, is regarding uh, Nicholas's academic background. And the question we're posing is, what school uh, did Nicholas attend and uh, graduate from? The Sorbonne, Oxford University, Science. University of Berlin, Business. yes, or London School of Economics. Anyone remember? Poor Alex Trebek. He's enjoying your uh, your music, Pam. Yes. <laughs> well seems to be a toughie <laughs> a little bit of a tough question yes yes well I, we I, I can, i'll throw out a hint i mean 
Maybe you'll get it. Maybe you won't. I don't know. <laughs> Mitt Jagger is also a graduate of this school. Really? That's, that's good, yeah. Really? Yes. No way. Yep. Yes. How did I not know that? That's fascinating. <laughs> Kenzie's thinking it's the Sorbonne, and Joni's thinking it's Oxford. And the actual answer is the London School of Economics. <laughs> that is blowing my mind. You didn't know that? Didn't know that. No. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I did not know that. I, when I first Mick Jagger ago, I like, Whoa. is a graduate of the London School of Economics. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He was also going to be a gym teacher. <laughs> you think about that, that I could see. <laughs> that I could see with the way he, he has that energy. How cool that would be. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That is very cool. I agree with you. Joni, you just took the word out of my mouth. That's very cool. <laughs> and Kenzie goes, I forgot, eh? <laughs> Lori said she did not remember that. I honestly don't think I ever knew that. That is fascinating to me. Uh, you know, so I have a friend who used to call me, or my husband actually used to call me a font of useless information. So I, was, <laughs> I would just soak it up. So something like that I would remember. Remember my phone yeah. number? I might not, but that I would. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that is. <laughs> it was obvious, but well. So, <laughs> so our second so, question. Yes. Which is not as much fun as that one. Nicholas Home is where? I think this is kind of tricky. Uh, I think all, all of them sound places. fabulous, right? All beautiful places. I go to all of them. <laughs> He's a citizen of the world. That's right. <laughs> Monica, Kenzie, and Lori all say C. E. Mm -hmm. And yes, it is. Yes, it and is. He was not taking um, Acacia to Zurich because he felt that she would be better protected at his mother and father's house and colony where he, they would also be chaperoned. Yes, which yes. I thought was sweet. Yes. And he also made a point of saying that he thought anyone who would be tracking them down would look at his Zurich home first. Mm -hmm. So he thought right. that would keep them two steps ahead of uh, where the others thought he would be. So true. Mm-hmm. So now that we've gone through our amuse bush and our oysters, yes. Mm -hmm. What are we having for dinner this evening? Yes, the entree, s'il vous plaît. The entree, the entree is Chateaubriand with Bordelais oh and gosh. Chateau potatoes. Oh, that sounds very, delicious. I just dropped my pen. <laughs> <laughs> Kenzie had said Switzerland for the win when we were talking about Zurich, and she and Joni also thought these were great questions. So, as we're enjoying our uh, dinner uh, description, uh, we can share. Monica says, "Yum." I agree with that sentiment exactly. Chateaubriand. Um, 
KK, what inspired you to bring that to us uh, for the celebration this evening? Um, it's something that I feel that it's it's it is a special dish. It's not something mm -hmm. you know. You have filet. You have that, and it's such a special preparation. I think, and for celebration too. Mm -hmm. And um, you can serve, and it's 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 just it's a it's an event because it's brought to you in a big in a cast iron pan from the oven, and you and then the bourrelets is poured over top, and then that kind of sits there for a little bit, and and you can slice. You know, the chef slice the, slices the first couple and they serve you the potatoes. And the potatoes are, um, you can either leave them, they do fingerling potatoes mm -hmm. or, or cut them in circles. And those are thrown in a pan with butter and olive oil and just let to be crispy <laughs> at their own device. And, oh, um, my gosh, they sound delicious. And it's, and it's also a meal that you can enjoy. And so, so what the meat gets cold it, it doesn't matter because it, that it's such it's cooked to such perfection that it's good hot and it's something that you can can um sit there and talk and just nibble and you have bread and and, and you have some horseradish fresh horseradish on the side and it's, it's just a it's just a great great experience and it used to be um it was a very classic dish that when groups went out to dinner, when you went out to dinner as an event, um, mm -hmm. just as a family or whatever, you would order that just like you would order a souffle, you know, so you would enjoy so many appetizers or a marmouche, and you knew this was cooking special for you and, mm -hmm. and so your table family style. And I just thought... Oh. That I, just I, sounds perfect. I remember the first time I ever heard about it was in, in French class when I was in... I think it was in ninth grade. I was like, oh. And then I remember trying to figure out how to make it. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, the first the first time I ever had it was I was, um, I think I was like eight years old. My brother and I got to go up to Schenectady to visit my cousins with my parents. Mm -hmm. And we happened to be there over my parents' um, wedding anniversary. Aw. Um, my cousin, who at the time worked for, um, he worked for the State Department. Um, mm -hmm. He was an avid gourmet cook. They had some young, I think they had two children at that time. But they were both very young. And he loved to cook and he surprised my parents with, he cooked them, he cooked us this dinner. And it was the first time I ever experienced anything. It, it was at their home, but it was just like, I was just like in awe. And I think that was the first time I was captivated by um, cooking, other than cooking with my mom at home. You know, that was a whole total different, you know, that was farm cooking and, you know, and cooking for 10 people. And, you know, this was so intimate. And, and that was the first time I got to have wine at dinner because it was a special occasion. So, you know, I just remember that whole, I can, I can remember the room and the candlelight and it was just so... And it was just so awesome, you know, that he did that for my parents. Yeah, and, you know, I, I think there's always a meal that somewhere sticks with you, whether it be the Chateaubriand. Another one that I, I've always loved is um, paella, where you get in the big pan. Mm -hmm. and you just mm -hmm. dig through. That's always good. You know, and uh, Florentine steak. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's an experience. <laughs> that is an experience. But, you know, it's, it's just one of those great things. Like Kenzie was saying that uh, in her French class, it was before lunch, so uh, she was always reading about favorite foods, and, and then she was starving and had to settle for the dog food and school food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, at least you had a cafeteria that served you food. I, we had... <laughs> In high school, our cafeteria served Coca-Cola, orange soda, um, Spam with cheese on bread. Oh, my gosh. Soft pretzels and sometimes French fries. And that was it. So it was always, you know, we always brought our, you, you could bring your own, and uh, which a lot of us did. But um, the, the best was our breakfast because we would have to be there so early and you weren't allowed to go to your classrooms before like 8.15 or something. So mm -hmm. we'd all gather around where the vending machines was. So we had a Philadelphia classic lunch or breakfast, tasty cakes and Coke. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> That's... Cupcakes and Coke. Great funny. breakfast. Great. Breakfast of champions. I love tasty uh -huh. cakes though. Yeah. And I also love Entenmann's Raspberry Danish Ooh. Twist. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Yes. I'm a cheese Danish, the cheese one. Yes, baby. Oh, oh. no, I honestly, yeah. I don't buy them anymore. I could eat, I literally can go through one in a whole sitting. It's not a good thing. Mm -hmm. But that's one of my absolute favorite. you know, if yeah. you're purchasing mass-produced things, yes, food. There's, there's some good stuff. I mean, it's just yes. food. Yes. Definitely come for food. But it's funny. I'm sitting here thinking, I never thought of this before. I mean, I'm the youngest of seven, and there's three years between my bro one brother and I. So I was always following him in, in high school. And I just remember, I, I was, he always enlisted me to make things for his Spanish club <laughs> or French <laughs> club. I mean, he was in everything. And it was like, oh, do you think you can make this? I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> so, or, yeah. How do we make sangria? I just, you know, and it just, that was just something natural it, it, to me. And it's just, it's just funny how, you know, you forget about things like that, but what neat memories, you know, I, I never just, you know, I just thought I was doing something for my brother. You know, what do you want now? <laughs> it's so great. Maru and Maru, asking yeah. what tasty cakes are. Or uh, muffin and Kenzie saying they're like a Twinkie or a Ho Ho, similar. Similar. Um, yes. mm -hmm. You're on the right track, Kenzie, in terms of it's kind of like a mass-produced type of dessert, uh, dessert <laughs> cake. Um, could be cupcakes, uh, chocolate cupcakes with chocolate icing. They I could see. be um, what they call a peanut butter tandy take, which was like a little piece of yellow sponge cake. With okay. a strip of peanut butter and chocolate on the top. Oh my God! Yeah. Um, there was the butterscotch crimpet. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. and, and butterscotch crimpet, which was like a uh, an, uh, rectangular piece of cake that uh, had butterscotch flavored icing on it. And uh, they also had some with jelly. And now that they were bought out from the people that originally had tasty cake they're owned by a conglomerate now, you'll get the types of the ho-hos and the snowballs and whatever Hostess puts out. Ding dong. Ding dong. I'm, uh, I just posted the, the, link. <laughs> the link 
the link. If, uh, if <laughs> so our friends who are not in the uh, northeastern United States right. um, yeah. want to see what a real tasty cake looks like, it is a brand name. Yes, Lori. Yes. Uh, I think I do think it's fairly regional to the northern U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't believe they go western or south southern United States. I'm not sure, actually. So, you, yes, you this is this is definitely not in the uh, realm of the Chateaubriand that we were no. just talking about. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> and uh, I guess we should uh, also get to the other uh, main entree of the podcast, mm-hmm. which is the discussion around who should play Nicholas. Should play Nicholas. <laughs> We got a lot of interest in this question, as I knew we would, and we thought it would be fun to celebrate that at this, uh, you know, on this podcast. And we will, I'm sure, be discussing this um, for many, many podcasts to come. Uh, I guess, uh, do you want to uh, kind of start reading uh, who people are saying? And I, I did some research on some of them, and we can uh, talk about sure. who people we- were thinking of. We, uh, Navia, um, mm-hmm. I think that's how you pronounce her, Navima. She thought Theo James would be good. Yes, and uh, she also had uh, 13 likes on that post. So I think a lot of people liked that idea. And uh, I think it's Jali or Haile Mendoza said, El mio tambien, which means I also, he's also my choice. Um, Theo, as you may recall, is uh, an English actor who uh, is known for his uh, major role in Divergent, okay. um, mm-hmm. in that series yeah. Divergent, Insurgent, and Allegiant, based on the novels. And he has other film roles um, from Underworld Awakening, Benefactor, um, London Field, several other uh Ones and interestingly, he is the youngest of five children, and uh, actually, it has uh, a mother from England and a father of Greek descent. Yes, cool. So, so I think he'd make quite a fine Nicholas. Uh, yeah, he would. He would. Flora suggested Julio Barudi. I'm not sure who he yes. is. Yes. Julio, um, I looked at, and she was, uh, uh, she said, he's also now free in case you want to hire him. Y ahora está libre por si lo desean contratar. And I apologize for my accent. Uh, but he is um, from, he's Italian. He is uh, an actor and producer. Uh, known for such roles as in films as Monte Carlo, Walking on Sunshine, and my daughters and I know him from the Lizzie McGuire movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so um, Julio uh, was uh, had a role in those movies. So another person to watch out for. I. Uh, and, and and Kenzie was saying, I wonder if SR specifically pictured anyone while writing him or creating his character. I think he did. Right, right. We I think we tapped think, into that a little bit, didn't we? Yeah, I think so. And I think it was Tom Hiddleston. 
because he was basing the story on um, uh, the night manager. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And as Monica says, SR brought the actor from Lucifer, Tom Ellis. And mm -hmm. he is on the list. He was on yes. the list. Uh, MJ and Susie recommended him. And uh, Kenzie said he never shares. He is so mysterious. Yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it really was based on the series, The Night Manager. I don't think he was talking about a particular actor, right? I, I don't or think was so. It, but, um, but that's yeah. something we could ask him. I mean, I, I just kind of take it for granted that it was Tom Hiddleston. Only Tom because Hiddleston. Of the, uh, because of the character he mm -hmm. played on The Night Manager. But yeah. I don't yeah. know. Uh, we, we also had um, from Samia and Nights in Florencia, uh, Daniel Gillies or Gillies? Yes, and he's Canadian um, and moved to New Zealand at a young age. Um, he became interested in acting and actually studied um, the craft, mm -hmm. uh, moved to Sydney and then returned to his native Canada. Um, and has been doing acting and modeling. Okay. So he's a Canadian actor. And Maru, I believe you suggested um, Justin Jocelyn. Yes. Yes, he um, is was born in Nashville. So he's a Southern gentleman. Mm-hmm. Um, and known as the face uh, and for several major campaigns um, from his fashion uh, shoots as a model, um, from Carolina Herrera to Giorgio Armani. Um, he's been featured in many commercials and has been in movies such as The Quarry, The Actor, um, and Fishbait. Um, 2018, he will appear in Fate's Shadow and the Sarah Jessica Parker film Blue Night, which cool. just premiered at the Tribeca Film Festival. Yeah. Cool. So it seems like his career and uh, his acting mm -hmm. uh, opportunities are on the rise. So great selection, Maru. Mm -hmm. And Noah Mills, that's from Cynthia. Mm-hmm. Um, Noah is... Uh, Canadian. No, there's a lot of Canadians on this list. I'm just saying. Uh, he started modeling in 2003, and he's known for many uh, major campaigns uh, for Calvin Klein, Gucci, Yves Saint Laurent, um, Emporio Armani, Dolce and Gabbana. Um, and he did move into acting and had a role in uh, Sex and the City too as Samantha's new love interest. Oh, really? So, yes, yes. Yeah. So, um, I know it makes me want to go back and take a look at that. Yeah, really? Mm -hmm. Yes. As, as Betty says, Canada has many great actors. That they do. And, and Betty says her Nicholas is Tom Ellis from Lucifer. Okay. Uh, Monica said that she likes the guy from Transporter also, but he's old, so she went with Penn from Gossip Girl as her first choice. Yeah, Penn Badger. Um, and, yes, we're, I think we'll be discussing him. Um Kenzie said she really likes Sergio from the list. She's still really looking for her Nicholas. Um, and as Maru says, gotta love the Canadians. Um, and Kenzie says also Canadians are very attractive, I've come to find out. 
It's all that so. fresh air, that fresh, cold Canadian air. It yes, and lots of canoeing. And lots of canoeing. Lots of canoeing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh, you guys. I remember, the, I remember the canoe cologne commercials from TV years ago, and they would always have, you know, these, they put up the flag that would spell canoe in nautical mm -hmm. flags. Yeah. And then uh, always end it with, can you canoe? Yes. Well, and as, as we're moving on to some of the other, uh, some of the other selections, I see that Monica uh, did name Penn Badgley mm -hmm. as her pick. And um, Penn's a Baltimore boy. He, he's not far. He was born not far from where I live. He's, he was about an hour and a half, uh, two hours was his uh, hometown. And he is um, obviously did a lot of acting and modeling. His first big brace was guest starring on Will and his first big break was guest starring on Will and Grace. Um, he moved to L.A. and did recurring roles on The Young and the Restless, The Brothers Garcia, and Daddy O. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think he sounds like another really good choice. Next one is from June. Well, June, uh, Luke Roberts. Yes. And she said that Luke looks good in a suit, very handsome, and copes well in any situation. Mmm, sexy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and what I found from about Luke is that he's a English um, and trained in um, London. Uh, prior to that, he earned degree in American studies from the University of Wales and UMass Amherst. Um, he is an actor and has uh, had several different roles. Um, that's just the little mini biography I have. So yes, another English lad. And then Tobias Cameron. Yes. Now Tobias uh, was FS Marines selection. And from what I could uncover, he is a model. I did not get much more information on Tobias. Mm -hmm. But he is he is quite handsome. If you haven't seen that um, tweet, check it out. Yes. Uh, Sergio <laughs> Pemkoff. Yes. That was Jennifer Locklear's. Uh... Yes. And um, another... Yeah. Another very stunning model. Um, I'm on his Instagram page right now trying to get a little more info. Uh, I believe he's British. He's a model, visual artist, extreme sports lover. And he says, there's no way to happiness. Happiness is the way. So very uplifting and quite handsome. He's done work with Stefano Ricci um, and several other fashion lines. Um Lamborghini, I think it also uh, had a campaign with. And yes, he has a beautiful Instagram page. I highly encourage you to go visit it. He looks uh, good in a white shirt, too. <laughs> anybody with a white shirt. So Kenzie, yeah. so she just keeps picturing rated R images now whenever I think of canoeing things, Desor. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. really funny. Yes. So... <laughs> 
She also says, he completely ruined me for other men. I will accept no less than a Canadian man now. With a football player body, I'm sure we could find a Canadian hockey player to be Nicholas. And Maru was laughing at her earlier comments. She says, that's what SR does to us. Yes. <laughs> Michael wants dark curls and dark eyes. <laughs> and she says, husband, Maru, see, can, can you imagine what I feel every time I saw my hub? <laughs> now, now, you know, I love it. The late great was not Canadian by birth, but he lived in Canada for his growing up years for about 15 years. So, so he's Canadian by association. Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and uh, they, they do have, they are very interesting men. Very interesting, <laughs> to say the least. I love it. I love it. We have yes. a few more uh, picks to share in our entree edition. Uh, of course, mm -hmm. Tom Ellis. Tom of Ellis. Course. And then uh, Henry And Cavill. in fact, yes, Tom Ellis uh, was, uh, he was uh, English, by the way, known for his role in Lucifer. Mm -hmm. And I know that's a fan favorite. Uh, Susie also picked that as well as, as I think, Betty, mm -hmm. if I saw that right. Am I right, Betty? Uh, yeah. um, she says, the boss has ruined us all. We expect nothing but the best. That's true. <laughs> That's very true. And the, the neat thing is, is that um, his show was just picked up again. So yes, it was. Oh, great. They, they yeah. saved it. They yeah. saved it. I think it's going to Netflix. It's going to Netflix. Wonderful. They just I'm happy to hear that. Yeah, because I just saw on, on Twitter this, today that or yesterday that he was thankful and that he was uh they just it was their first day of filming so, oh wonderful yeah yeah um so then we have superman and um yes henry cavill from uh the guy the tutors and the guy from mission impossible fall i don't know what his character's name is yes i have a yes. friend who is oh and the man the from uncle yes the man from <laughs> uncle I have a friend who's over the barrel with him right now. Um, she she follows Henry Cavill everywhere. She moved from Melbourne, Australia. She, in fact, she just sold her house last month um, to London so she could be near him. Even though wow. he likes to hide in Miami. <laughs> wow. So she's serious. Uh, serious. A serious fan. The, she went and stood... Uh, to get his autograph on the red carpet for um, uh, the Mission Impossible. Mm -hmm. And she went and had her nails done. She had her hair done. She had her makeup professionally done. <laughs> wow. wow. I, yeah, she, I mean, she she is an Uber fan. Ah. Uh, to say kindly. To say, say the least. Yes. Now, Parmeter Patra suggested... Chema, I think that's how you pronounce Tretze. it. Mm -hmm. He's Turkish. I know that. Yes, although he was born in Canada. He was born in Toronto, from <laughs> what I go. saw. Again, another Canadian. Mm -hmm. Or maybe he's Turkish-Canadian. But um, has, has a very distinguished... Um, quite a distinguished acting, um, not acting, um, 
modeling career. Mm-hmm. Although, then, actually, you know what? I may stand. I might stand corrected. That I, that may be incorrect. So don't don't quote me on the Canadian piece of that. Okay. But he is an act. He is definitely a fantastic act model and he's the cover guy for a series about royalty and as Chema says he is yummy or Parmeter says he is yummy (laughs) and the last one that I have on my list is Ian Somerhalder Halder yes from Corinne Smith yes she uh she uh nominated him and as you all know Ian um is known for his work and many, many different roles, but especially in the uh, Vampire Diaries. Vampire, um, it's not the Vampire Diaries. It's the oh my gosh, the uh, other he series. He played Damien. I know he played Damien. Yes. Yeah. So he definitely has. He definitely has the look. Um, and Kenzie had just. I thought I saw she posted. Um, she also posted another name. Lewis or Um, Lewis Yes, and actually I just looked him up very quickly. He is French. Mm -hmm. Um, actor and director known for The Dreamers, Love Songs, and Godard Mon Amour. Um, so he would be another one. Um, Kenzie also shared a really powerful image. Um, she sent some artwork as, uh, someone who reminded her of Nicholas. It was really beautiful. Um, And as she said um, in another tweet, she said, I haven't found the right person for Nicholas yet, but this reminds me of the opening scene because she sent another image uh, as well. Um, I adore him, but he is the intimidating cinnamon roll is what she said. So he definitely was intimidating in that first scene as Breckman. Um, Mm So really good. I think we had some great suggestions here. Mm-hmm. And Jason, um, was it Mom, I, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Momoa. Momoa. Whatever. Yeah. Hard eyes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Another canoe, as mine said. <laughs> Oh my gosh! And Betty, yes, I I agree. We should all move to Canada. I'm actually, as as I tease everybody, I am waiting at the border, seeking asylum. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe Trudeau will come grant it to us. That's what I'm hoping. Anyhow, (laughs) hey, actually, the Prime Minister had acted in his day. He could pull off Breckman. What do you think? I think so. I'm nominating Trudeau for the role. Okay, there you go. <laughs> wait, wait till we tell SR that one. <laughs> I wonder what his reaction will be to that. <laughs> I want your prime minister to play Nicholas. Why? Well, I'd, I'd even suggested the prime minister as uh, William. Oh, he'd be good. Yeah. He would be good. And I'm just reading some other, um, some of the other chat messages. Monica did confirm it was Vampire Diaries. Thank you for that. Um, and uh, <laughs> I'm just laughing. Maru says, when do we leave? Exactly. Um, My bags are packed. My bags are mm-hmm. packed. It's a matter of packing the house up. <laughs> yes. Yes. Our pass is SR's book, Monica said. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kenzie said, yes, thank you. She loved the artwork. I, yes. And 
Monica said with the scar, I, that was one of the images that Kenzie sent. Um, if there's a way we can retweet it, maybe we'll do that. Cause it was really, I just thought it was really moving. Um, it was very, very cool. So really good. I keep your eyes out. Keep thinking about who would be good, Nick, a good Nicholas. Exactly. Um, because we're hoping that this will be, uh, as Gabriel was picked up by Passion Flicks, we're also hoping this will be at some point picked up somewhere um, and made into a film, which would be great. And if William's so. listening, so if he's not playing with any equipment, we hope that the Florentine series does too. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> we don't want William angry. Are you kidding? I would love the Florentine series. That's one that is just meant to be on film. Mm -hmm. Kenzie says, Nicholas is very intimidating. I would run if I saw him. I would just annoy Gabriel and William. Um, he's kind of find the right guy for, in my opinion. <laughs> Maru said, it's very nice scouting, ladies. Congrats. Uh, congrats and thanks to all of you. Um, for, for being the eyes and ears on this one. This was a lot of fun. This was fun. Um, and uh, we have just so many good, so many good things to share. But alas, ladies, dinner is, I know, running a little later than normal. Yes. Um, but we are, we are to the next course, I believe. Is that right, well, Pam? We, well, we do have some questions before yes. dessert. Yes, we do have questions before dessert. And we're at Nicholas's sister's name, question five, correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. I know, I was too eager. <laughs> 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 yes. Who is Nicholas's sister? And I love Kenzie. Kenzie needs some vampire babies. She can't wait to read more about Claire. Love it. Yep. And uh, the, the other we agree. One, yes. And you, to have a vampire baby, with you have to be a, a a weaver of a witch. And that's according to another book series in order to do mm. So, uh, the <laughs> Nicholas's sister's name. Lori's A. And Monica wants to know if she needs to go to the gym later, possibly. Betty wants to be on, on the motorcycle with Raven and Millie. Joni's She'd love say, to see. <laughs> you're right. It's Riva was the name, and uh, I had fun trying to figure out names that might work. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were really good. I actually did have a boss by the name of Birgit, which was letter D. So yes. that's how I got that name. I was curious. I knew there was a story behind that name. I was curious. And I remember when I had my interview. She was she interviewed me, and she said. My name is Birgit. She was right. She was from Germany, and mm -hmm. uh, it's like Birgit, like beer. <laughs> That's the way I could remember. So, I so love the it. next question: SR has uh, has basically only given us one favorite quote so far from the book, and do you know what that is? Is it "Think of me as Clark Kent in a suit"? Or as think of me as Arthur Pendragon in a suit. <laughs> <laughs> think of me as Robin Hood in a suit. 
or think of me as Rocket J. Squirrel in a suit. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody is on. It's letter C. Letter think C. of me as Robin, Robin Hood in a suit. Yes, yes. And uh, I also had fun with Rocket J. Squirrel because I couldn't think of a, a, a name. I was, uh, you know, Bruce, I, I could have used Bruce Wayne as I'm thinking of it now, but anyhow. I thought that was great. So what do we have for dessert this fine evening? Oh, dessert. I have two tempting <laughs> treats for you. Um, one is a chocolate apple cake. It's a recipe that was um, an employer I worked for. It was a family recipe that he shared with me because nobody would make it for him and he wanted it for his birthday. So that became a favorite of ours. And I could see why because it's, it's, it's a labor of love. It is mm. a sponge apricot cake. Oh, that sounds great. You make three layers and then you split those. And then you make an apricot paste for one side and a Swiss chocolate for the other. I know it doesn't sound like it, but it's delicious. And then you make a tort and then it's iced in uh, chocolate. It's like a Swiss chocolate buttercream. Mm. Um, so it's not very sweet, um, but very yummy and it's very good frozen. So that's going to be Nicholas's uh, birthday cake. And um, since they are in Tahiti, I would I would think that they would enjoy. And I just cracked up when I saw this because of our beloved author. His favorite thing is donuts. Um, <laughs> Tahiti actually has a national donut, um, and it's used from anywhere from a, a appetizer of any sort, or a breakfast item, or some, a late night snack. And it's a it's a dough that's made with coconut milk, uh, sea salt. Oh my gosh! Then you, it, it ha it's very sticky. You have to let it rest for like two hours, and then you cut little pieces and you shape it into the uh, number eight. And that is, that's how you know it's an authentic Tahitian. I'm gonna, I'm not, I'm gonna butcher this, but I think it's free, free donut, wow. and. Sprinkled with salt or sugar, and the, the letter eight represents the island uh, of Tahiti. And it's I doing the research. I found out that it is the largest island of the uh, Polynesian islands, and it surrounds everything. And it it is in a shape of an eight. Who knew? And then of course, as any that we didn't have enough food. Because <laughs> any good dinner party, especially European dinner party, ends with a cheese tray with fruit. And, uh, um, love it. Christinis and all that. And mm -hmm. A nice uh, cup of coffee. <laughs> ah, glass of port. Glass of port, cup I'd of coffee. Go for port. I'd go for the port. <laughs> Mm, I love coffee with dessert, though. Yeah. I almost always have and real deal high octane. Ah, uh, great cup of coffee with the with the cake and the donuts. But mm -hmm. maybe maybe I would switch over to port with the uh, 
I would switch over to the port with the cheese. With the cheese. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have a lot of great um, comments on that. Monica welcomes the chocolate. Kenzie says she really wants to see the Florentine series. That means so much to her. And Roman Crazy, Nina deserves love. Agreed, Kenzie. I would love to see Roman Crazy brought to the screen. Um, that might be something we have to talk to Nina and uh, Alice Clayton about. Um, Maru said, oh my, Karen, that sounds delicious. Uh, Monica said, infinity, relating to the shape of the cookie. And Kenzie was saying, there's no way I could eat all of that. Ha ha, I'd have to unbutton my pants. Well, nicely, you get, you get these nice, in, in, in Polynesian culture, you can wear these very beautiful muumuu styles. That's right. Yes. You know, <laughs> some of them nicely. are the uh, household muumuu, but some of them are are these big scarves that you can fix and tie around your neck and uh, just, you know. There you have it. Yeah. And uh, you can free willy if that's what you need to do. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. I love it. So we have a couple more questions to round out the evening. Yes, we do. Um, before talking about the birthday wishes. Um, question seven is going back to uh, a little back bit of our discussion more. we had earlier about favorite cocktails. And what does Nicholas normally drink? Does he like a Negroni? Negroni? Vodka tonic, a sidecar, or a gin martini. I say yes, please. Yeah, <laughs> all of the above. <laughs> all of the above. Is that an option? What do you think, ladies? It's an old-fashioned. Kenzie thinks B. Monica would go with B. Betty was a B. And yes, as a matter of fact, he does do a vodka tonic with a slice of lime, just to give you further information on that. Yes, vodka tonic it is. Mm -hmm. Which I could go for right now. I'm getting dizzy mm -hmm. watching somebody running around my dining room table uh, chasing <laughs> animals. <laughs> Almost there she is. <laughs> So who is Pierre Breckman, Nicholas Casserer's former girlfriend? I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> is it Sylvia, Suzanne, Sonia, or Silka? Betty says D. Monica says D. Kenzie says D. Lori says D. Tony says D. And Betty doesn't like her. And you're right, it is Silk. <laughs> Kenzie hates her. At least you're not taking knives after her like uh, um, Samia did with, uh, <laughs> with, with what's her name? Ava. Cut the bitch. Which always makes me laugh when she does that. So, you yeah. know darn well if Samia was on this podcast right now, she would be saying oh, that about absolutely. Silka. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
I, I don't know how many of you uh, know uh, Samia from the other um, chat rooms and podcasts, but <laughs> Samia doesn't hold back in her opinions, no, she which is why she's doppelganger. wonderful. Mm-hmm. My doppelganger. So, <laughs> Betty says, Samia and Ava have a very special relationship, very <laughs> dramatic. Yes. <laughs> Kenzie yes. says, ha, 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 she's funny. Fruta. <laughs> Uh, yes lots of love for Samia and not afraid to speak her mind lol that is the truth that is the truth Kenzie and she is my doppelganger yes she is we, we, do, have, we do go back and forth a lot on stuff <laughs> so we do have a few birthday wishes for, for our dear Nicholas and they yes. start with um, from love my books Happy birthday, Nicholas Casper. This is my Nicholas, except he needs a purple tie and a purple shirt or cape, my superhero. And I could not find the picture she was pointing to. But I think that's a lovely thought. (laughs) Yes, I agree. Mm -hmm. And we have another uh, well wish from... Uh, Noches and Florencia wishing Feliz Cumpleaños to Nicholas, which is happy birthday in Spanish. And Noches and Florencia, uh, and I'm going to brutalize this. I'm sorry, Monica. Portuguese is not a language that I'm not totally familiar with. Hoje celebramos o aniversario. Of the newest member of the books of SR, wishing all the best, and that soon he will, we can all get to know him better, and that is so cool. So that's yes. a happy birthday anniversary. Yes, it is, and we have another um, another wish um, from Maria Paz Bazan, uh, wishing Nicholas a very happy birthday. And then from Maru, have a happy and wonderful birthday with Acacia. Yes. Yes. And um, from MJ, uh, she, she said, these days all the attention is going to the professor, but today we celebrate another swoon-worthy, jaw-dropping character, wishing our dear, mysterious Nicholas an incredible birthday with Acacia. And that's from MJ. Happy birthday, Nicholas. Happy birthday is right. So that is what we have done for you today. And I think we're all going to go rest now because we've had our stomachs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think we're full. <laughs> yes. And uh, so that uh, we can all go sleep it off someplace. <laughs> Although I'm, I'm sure Nicholas and Acacia will not be sleeping it sleeping it off but I'm sure they'll be working it off later on <laughs> yes I, I don't think that, I don't think there's a question in, uh, about that they uh, definitely will be enjoying Tahiti and enjoying each other's company on this beautiful evening and I hope so thank you all I mean this has you, been yes. so much fun Karen your menu items have been phenomenal oh thank you and it's been really a treat getting to learn a little bit about the dishes and uh, about uh, how you selected them and how you'd prepare them. Um, always a great time with all of you uh, joining us um, 
for the podcast, and especially this one's been very special. Yes. So, again, we wish Nicholas a happy birthday, and I hope they're sitting on a black beach someplace. That's mm. uh, one place I've always wanted to, to when I was ever wanted to go to Tahiti. They have this one black beach that I saw in a movie called The Endless Summer, which is mm. a movie that I've memorized from the time I was first came out in 1967, I think, and uh, have seen it. Um, I, I've lessened the amount of times I've seen it. I think I only see it maybe twice a year now, but at one point I was seeing it at least twice a month. So <laughs> hopefully they will have a great time there. So we will be back on next Wednesday, and we will be working, if I'm not mistaken, on Chapter 20 or 21. 21. 21. And, Hard to believe. Uh, yes, yes. So thanks again so much, and we will see you thanks again. Thanks, everybody. And thank you, Karen. It was such a pleasure having you this week. And as our affirmation of the day, I know, I know MJ sent one. And I'm sorry to say I was not able to track it down, but uh, the gist of it was about being thankful for Nicholas and for the characters uh, written by SR um, and for friendship. And uh, I'm very, very thankful for all of you for joining us. And we look forward to seeing you next week. So I'm going to send you out with a little bit of Stan Getz and Charlie Bird and... Yeah, we're getting there. We can turn the other one.